Welcome to the Bookworthy Podcast. I'm children's author Valerie Fentress, and we are here to talk about kidlet that's good for your kids' hearts and souls. Kidlet ranges from birth to teens, so there's a lot of shelf space to cover. Today, we're talking with Courtney Sebring about her debut children's book, Little Spark of Life. Welcome to Bookworthy, Courtney. Hi, Valerie. Thanks so much for having me. It is a pleasure to have you. Well, with Halloween being last week, how much Halloween candy do you still have in your house? Not much. We're pretty, uh, there's a couple of reasons why. I'm pretty militant about getting it out (laughs) soon. And I have a daughter who is very, very generous. And so usually the way it goes is she'll go around trick-or-treating and then she will add a lot of her candy to our bowl (laughs) to give away to other people. (laughs) And I support that wholeheartedly. (laughs) I love that idea. I might have to remember that. It's like, huh, I don't need to buy candy. Just repurpose the candy that comes in my home. That's right. Very resourceful (laughs) that way. (laughs) Too fun. I think last year we had a family that was kind of done with trick-or-treating and they dumped their entire bucket into my kid's bag. And I'm like, oh, oh no. What are the odds that you'd be that person? (laughs) That would be my family. Yes. (laughs) Too fun. Well, Courtney, what is your favorite type of candy? Well, I I love gummy bears. (laughs) such an id candy. Um, But I do. It's gummy bears and it has been since the beginning. Oh my goodness. Have you seen all the reviews of the Harboro gummy bears online? No. Tell me. You'll get a very good laugh. Oh, okay. (laughs) If you search those up, it's very humorous to be like, you but eat a few at a time, not the whole bag. <laughs> got you. Got you. Yeah. And I don't eat them very often. So I will say that. Too fun. Well, your book, Spark of Life, seeks to help parents answer kind of one of the most dreaded parenting questions or the, that come from kids is where do babies come from? Yes. <laughs> How did you choose to uh, tackle this sensitive topic? Well, you know, it's... It came from more of my daughter's fascination with pregnancy and childbirth, something that she's been fascinated with since she was about three years old. So we started very early in our house talking about this topic, which I would highly recommend. I'd highly recommend it not just for the kids, but for the parents when you are still in that stage where you're talking about all of the things. Um, You know, kids have questions about all sorts of bodily functions and anything. So when you're still in that stage where you're still really comfortable talking about these things, that's when I would start. I mean, age appropriate, obviously, and each parent knows their child best. Um, But yeah, it it more came, the book itself, Little Spark of Life, more came from my daughter's fascination. And then also it it came from my husband and I um, doing some research on the local pro-life community that we were involved in. And um, there's, there's that, there's that element to it as well. I think your book does a great job of engaging a kid's curiosity Mm. because yeah, when they're even at any age, they're just like, even at three with your daughter, there's just like, why, what, where, those are those constant questions kids have. And I think like you said, if we start these conversations earlier, 
in an age appropriate appropriate way that mm-hmm. they're comfortable with these topics and discussing these topics with us. So as yes. they get older and things get stickier and thing, things get harder, they're still mom why and mom what and still you're that welcoming conversation. So um you said you talked about uh was it some of your preborn or not preborn <laughs> Uh, pro-life activity uh, in yes. your community. Yes. Um, kind of what is the story that led you to really engage in that community and write this book? Great question. And it's it's an unusual story, to be honest. So um, we fostered and adopted our daughter. And so the pro-life um, message and topic was a part of our story early on. However, it wasn't until our daughter was about four years old The story goes like this. We were on um, a trip in our camper. We took a month-long trip from Nova Scotia down to Florida. And a few weeks into that trip, after we put our daughter to bed, our our husband, my husband and I found ourselves in separate areas of this 24-foot camper. So he was up front and I was in the back and we were just on our phones. And so after three or four evenings of this, we checked in with each other. We call it being lost in the vortex. Like, are you lost in the vortex? Are you okay? You know, just accountability, checking in. Come to find out separately, unbeknownst to the other person, we were watching videos by organizations like Live Action. We were listening to talks by people like Kristen Hawken from Students for Life. We were just educating ourselves on um different pro-life apologetics and even legislation, Canada versus the United States. We were living in Canada at the time. And we were really shocked at at what we discovered. And when you read about these things and when you see some of these things, they you cannot get them out of your mind. And um, at that point, we said, okay, well, it's not an accident that we we're, you know, both researching this at the exact same time, what are we going to do about it? And sort of our next step was to become involved in um, the pro-life movement in our our local community, which was Halifax, Nova Scotia at the time. And so I sort of combined, um, it was shortly after that, actually, that trip that I started writing the first manuscript for Little Spark of Life. So I more or less combined my daughter's natural curiosity for where do babies come from, her obsession, really, if I'm honest, um, with my newfound sort of, what do I say, like passion for, for the pro-life message. I love that. And I think your book does an amazing job of talking about birth from, con- or, you know, baby from conception being uniquely mm. formed and purposefully made as, mm-hmm. you know, walking this sibling through what's going on and as the baby develops. And I think that does a really great job of just communicating in a very healthy and kid appropriate way that life starts right at the beginning and it's beautiful how you have done that. Um, <laughs> what does your daughter think about this book? Her book, you know, as far as she's concerned, you know, I, I definitely read her some drafts. So, I mean, I, I wrote it, I started writing it when she was four. She just turned nine. I had, did put it away for quite some time, um, which is another story in terms of like when the opportunity uh 
came about in to publish the book. But um, when I did uh, get it out again and dust it off and start reworking it, I mean, she was part of the process from the beginning. And she's very much a visual artist. And so her being part, I think the part of the process that she was the most excited about was helping to choose the illustrator. And it was so cool for me to open up these different illustrators uh, portfolios and say to her, look, this is what these people do. This is their job. Um, Let's hire one. (laughs) (laughs) You you two could do this is sort of the, the subtext of that. Too fun. I love that it's, it's fun to introduce our kids to new types of careers and new types of, you know, that they can use their talents and their passions and their loves to be a career. Because there's a lot of, you know, the world kind of puts into our mind that no, you have to be successful, you have to have a desk job, you have to do this and that. And it's, it's not true. God uses us in so many different ways. And even in your own life, you have, what is it, you have a background in theater make, uh, theater making, and you work as a voiceover uh, artist. And, you know, how did you get into those types of careers? It's interesting that we're talking about, um, you know, our kids and introducing them to interesting jobs and encouraging their passions. Because when I think about where I am now and what, what God has me doing now, it is very much connected back to what I was into when I was a child. And I think, you know, I mean, I vividly remember writing stories in my room when I was six years old and um, actually started doing voiceover when I was three, which is another story. And I did it for a few years. Um, My brother and I both did voiceover for, I don't know, four or five years. And our family moved. And when we moved, um, that kind of went off the table for a while. But I stayed in touch with the gentleman that we did voiceover with. And in my like mid to late 20s, I picked it up again. And he was the first person that I called. All right, how do I set up a studio in my home? And um, anyway, he's he's my longest uh, friendship, I say. I've known him <laughs> since I was three. But uh, anyway, there's that. And then, yeah, like I said, writing stories. I wrote poetry all through like junior high and high school and um, majored in English and theater. and so. I, it started when I was very young, both the voiceover and the writing, and I've just kind of come full circle with them. So I I think it's really important that, you know, we as parents encourage our children in their passion, but also ourselves that we don't necessarily buy into, you have to do one thing or you have to, whatever, fill in the blank. It's, it's really a journey and you're going to end up where, where you're going to end up and it's going to be it's going to be God's plan and God's timing. I love that. And it's one of those, it's a big part of my story too. And I love how even in your book, Little Spark of Life, you talk about how God is working everything together and building this little person Mm. with their interests and what their hair color is going to be and just how God is putting them together, knitting them together in Mm -hmm. you know the mother's womb as the um, sibling is preparing to also become a a brother right. <laughs> you know, and that kind of thing. And I think we are, the world wants to think that we're hardwired for one thing, but God is so creative and so generous in his giftings that he just wants us to honor him in whatever we do. And I love Absolutely. that even in this book talking about, you know, a newborn baby and preparing for a newborn baby, that those types of messages are also woven in. 
Thank you. Yeah, definitely, definitely purposeful in doing that. You know, I, I wanted, um, children to understand obviously like the process from conception to birth, but more than the process, it's the value. It's the, it's that this is a whole person. Mm-hmm. Um, and even part of the part of writing the book for me was um, preserving language. You know, a, a baby is a baby. And, you know, I, I love this quote from a book called Books That Build Character and um, by William uh, Kilpatrick and uh, Suzanne Wall. It says, if you as a parent don't take steps to educate your child, it's an almost sure bet that um, educate your child's imagination. It's almost sure bet that his imagination will be seduced by the culture. And so part of um, talking about this in a, but of course, sort of way is to capture our children's imagination and to educate their imagination at a very young age so that when they are faced with the realities of the world in terms of how um, to some, for some people, children aren't valued um, and not every life is valued by all people, that that will shock them, that that will, that that will have a very big impact on them because it doesn't fit in with their, but of course, it is this way kind of paradigm, right, that they've been raised right. in. Yeah, it's important for us as parents to take the time to inform and encourage their curiosity and to be the per- be the person that our kids come to with questions mm. and to be that person that helps guide them towards the worldview that has been a blessing to us mm-hmm. in, you know, our, in our faith and our love of God and love of scripture mm-hmm. that they can see the benefits of, of having that similar worldview because the world is definitely going to throw lots of curveballs at them. And to say a baby is not valuable when it, they so are. And, you know, even in, People who have made uh, choices that lean against, you know, babies being, you know, unique and full, you know, a baby's a baby, you know, in the offset, they usually are like, that really was a baby. That really was, no matter how they came to that decision, it impacts their soul. And to see that on the other side, that there can be healing from those decisions as well. And that God is gracious in those choices too. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm, um, I am really blessed to know um, a woman, a friend of mine from my church, and she recently wrote a book as well. And hers is a memoir and it's called a merciful grace. And it's about uh, her coming to the Lord post post portion and just his um his grace and uh him basically turned so she and I have the have the pleasure of doing a book signing uh together we're doing like a joint event um here in in Colorado Springs so I'm just it's on topic so I thought that I would mention that that you know there are people that are speaking out about those experiences mm-hmm. um and the regret but also the redemption um, that they have found in Christ on the other side. Well, thank you for mentioning that book. That's definitely, you know, a side of the story that we as adults need to hear also. And, you know, I love that you and your friend got to kind of get both sides of the story in one book signing. Yeah. <laughs> That's super fun. It is cool. Now, did you always want to be an author, Courtney? 
I think I always wanted to be a writer. I definitely always wanted to be an artist. <laughs> so it's, you know, I, I was like, how far <laughs> back do I go? The, the ripple in the pond, you know? Um, so I'd say like big, big picture uh, umbrella. I always knew that I was an artist. Um, and I think that everything that I have, uh, you know, dipped my toes into, be it theater making or voiceover, um, or or writing poetry or now writing children's books it all kind of falls under that heading i've always loved to write i did not always know that i would be uh, a children's author um i've certainly written more poetry than i have children's books although this book i mean started out as a poem you know it's written in verse and so there's definitely crossover there yeah so fun and was it good children's books often are in rhyme and verse just because <laughs> of the sing-song nature of it and the way that it connects with kids yeah. not just the words but the rhythm and the consistency it just allows them to connect even more with good stories so i think that's neat that god is continually working on you to <laughs> get you to a place of creativity so absolutely absolutely too fun what is the most impactful book in your life, Courtney, other than the Bible? Okay. Can't say the Bible. No. <laughs> you know what? I've been thinking lately. I, I I don't do superlatives. It is so hard for me, the most or the favorite. But um, I have been thinking about books that have impacted my life. And, you know, we've, we talked earlier about how um, it's important for us to realize we're we're not made to be just one thing and part of this journey this author journey for me has been um kind of bucking against this branding yourself or um yeah what's what's your brand what's your niche and the one of the first poets that I started reading when I was in high school is Walt Whitman and particularly uh Leaves of Grass and the the stanza, the the phrase that keeps coming back to my mind over the last week has been, do I contradict myself? Very well, then I contradict myself. I am, I am wide. I contain multitudes, something to that effect. Um, and I've been thinking, yeah, Walt, <laughs> I contain multitudes. <laughs> Don't you want to put me in a box? So I would say Leaves of Grass. Yeah, that that collection of poetry has had a really big impact on my life. Um, and also later, uh, later on in my life, I picked up or I was introduced to, um, Billy Collins and, um, his book, I believe it's questions, questions for angels. Um, oh man, the introduction to Billy Collins was, yeah, huge for me. Huge. Love his poetry. Too fun. I like, I like the attitude you're coming out of bucking the system and, <laughs> Because there is, as an author, or probably even as you know a this. voice actor, you, you, everything wants you to have this platform, have this stance, you know. And it's we are bigger than that. I think Walt had it right. We are a multitude of things. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> Too fun. Well, what is your favorite children's book, Courtney? Mm, again. This one's hard. I know. Superlatives. I, my, my, my daughter and I love William Stegg. And I'd say one of our favorite William Stegg books is Dr. DeSoto. I mean, he's known for Sylvester and the Magic Pebble and I think Brave Irene. But um, I don't 
I didn't really know Dr. DeSoto in my childhood. I discovered it um, once I became a parent. I love him because the characters are really, um, really fun and, and well-developed. And But mostly I like them because he dives deep into language. His language is rich. Uh, the vocabulary is there. It's not dumbed down. Um, sometimes I feel like children's books just don't give our kids enough credit. You know, going back to that curiosity, they want to know why. What does that word mean? What does that word mean? And I think a great way to do that is to add rich language um, and an imaginative language, word pictures. So he does that. We love the book, Dr. DeSoto by Williams. So fun. I, I agree with you on that. You know, introducing complex words to kids is a great way to, you know, help enrich their vocabulary and to embrace that curiosity or mm -hmm. what is it? I read it once, I think somewhere that, you know, a kid that mispronounces a word is a kid that probably read the word mm -hmm. rather than heard the word. And it, oh, yeah. it's like, like I would rather encourage my kids to continue reading and challenging new words. And if they mispronounce something, be like, Huh, where did you hear that word? I haven't yeah. heard that word before. And to just embrace that curiosity and that desire to learn that our kids have. They mm -hmm. want to know all the things. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. I like that. So fun. Well, what can we expect next from you, Courtney? Well, I mean, there are more <laughs> there are more books in the works. Um, but expect next for me, you know, I've been thinking lately about some projects that I want to do and they have to do with building community. Um, I've been dreaming about um, like living room theater and I've been dreaming about poetry around uh, the dining room table. Um, so there's a there's an organization here in Colorado Springs called the Anselm Society and uh, they they're a group of artists who are also Christians, and they champion these really intimate, personal experiences. And uh, I want more of that in my life. So I don't know what form that will take quite yet. But yes, that plus more children's books and hopefully poetry coming your way. So fun. I love that idea of building community around creativity and expression. Mm -hmm. so I think that we get very isolated in our modern culture and to, to want to lean in and to be able to express ourselves in unique ways that God has designed us from the beginning, right? Mm -hmm. And so I love and look forward to hearing more about where, where you go, what you do next and what books come your way. Thank you. Where can other people find out more about you and your books, Courtney? Um, right now, they can find out more about me um, on Instagram at Sebring uh, Creative. And the book itself, Little Spark of Life, they need to go to www.littlesparkoflifebook.com. And there's lots of information there about me, my illustrator, um, events that are coming up. Well, it's fun. I hopefully people will check you out and see all the fun that you've been having both on Instagram and online too. So it's been a joy to kind of search you out and to learn more about you too. So thanks so much, Valerie. It's a pleasure having you here. Thank you. Pleasure being here. And thank you for joining Courtney and me on this episode of the Bookworthy Podcast. Check out the show notes for any books or links that we discussed. Then let us know in the comments about your favorite Halloween candies. Don't forget to hit the like and subscribe button to help us discover more great books together. Happy reading.